right, that's all. Welcome. Episode four? Episode four. Four. We've been, of course, to, sorry about that, um, we've been on international break, haven't we, Steve? A very enjoyed break in the sun for some of us. Yeah. Did you go, whereabouts did you go internationally? I stayed in sunny London. Oh. So just me on the international just break? It's just you that went on the international break. <laughs> I had a lovely time on the international break. Oh, sorry, just to clarify, you'd be very surprised to hear Harry's running a little late. We'll no doubt find out some absolute cock and ball story about what <laughs> what kept him, other than <laughs> napping. Maybe another exhausting international break for Harry too. But yeah, um, I did have an international break actually. I was down in the south of France, Côte d'Azur, Riviera. Sporting a lovely tan, I might say. Got a lovely tan. Unfortunately, few people. Somebody at the men's pond this morning asked me if anyone had ever called me Bronzed Adonis. And was the I, answer no? Well, I often call myself that on my own in the mirror, but nobody else had. And then he said, I'm not surprised, quite rude. But um, yeah, really nice break. Haven't been away, as I've told you, Steve, for a very long time. Really nice to get away. French are lovely. Oh, that's probably a slight exaggeration, but they were, they're less rude than I remember, actually, the French. Um, having said that, attempted mugging stroke pickpocketing in the Garden Nord on the way there. Actually, as far as holidays go, that's the top of many a bucket list. What, to be mugged in the Garden Or? Something to tell your memoirs? <laughs> it's almost it a chapter title. It, I have said that, well, because we foiled them. Gemma, I have to say, foiled them more than... Well, I felt they were me that they were robbing, so I stupidly had my wallet in the back pocket. So I felt them, and this happened to me once before, this is a football story, at Scotland-Holland in the 96 Euros in Birmingham, I'm not saying it was a brummy that did it, but on the way in, somebody tried to nick my wallet. Same thing, trying to get into the metro at Gare du Nord. Gemma reckons I was pincered by four ill do- ne'er-do-wells. I felt it go, because it happened before, I knew what was happening, so I sort of bashed it. Apparently, I'm gonna, I, heard, I, felt, I heard the noise. Gemma then spotted my wallet on the floor, stood on it. I have now gone full Garrity on the, on the attempted thing. And uh, we're screaming. Gemma was screaming at me, I've got the wallet, because I thought it might fall between the train and the platform. And in the end, she had it. I then started screaming at the guy. He was looking a bit bemused. I don't think he was used to somebody going full Chelsea 1980s on him. And I called him a thieving as we talked about last week, the worst swear word there is, at the top of my voice, maybe four times, Gemma had to stop me from chasing you by saying, do you think five people who steal for a living on the Garde du Nord might have some weapons? And by then, my adrenaline had pared down. I mean, I, I want to suggest um, one of those funky chains that you get, but I've now got horrified by images of them yanking it off. Your trousers you tie, down. You tie your... You tie it to you. Well, we've got the plan. I mean, I mean, you'll all be very concerned. I, we, we got away with it. Actually, the euphoria, and actually quite entertaining, caused a lot of chat amongst the people left behind about, they were laughing. This young Parisian could not believe how mental I went, which is strange. But anyway, what happy because we didn't get robbed, we were euphoric, because that would have been a nightmare. All my money and sources of money and driving license for the hire car were in that wallet. Are you saying it was the highlight of your holiday? I'm not saying it was the highlight, but it did make us, we were buzzing. And and also, if if I had been robbed, it's safe to say Gemma 
if a pragmatic, would have blamed me entirely for being robbed and would probably divorce me before we got to the Gare de Lyon. Which but your four pounds has made it safely back to London. Everything's made it back and our next plan is to put fake wallets in our back pockets so that they steal empty things with just rude cards you know, telling them in French. Well, well you could put something useless in there like a Tottenham season ticket. So, you know, when they, when they run off, they're like, oh, what have we done? We're actually poorer now. <laughs> We're poorer now. We'll give this back. <laughs> There'll be posters all over France of we found this lo- we found this wallet. Do you want it back? That's a good idea. I hadn't thought of that. I think Gemma didn't think Gemma doesn't think that way, strangely. But yeah, so brilliant break actually, really enjoyed it. And of course, France is awash with the whole rugby world cup. And on the up, way up back, and running. I did I did watch England's opening game, the win, the shock win over Argentina actually. Yeah, well bizarrely, Pikey Paul, who seems to be turning up in every one of these, he was in Marseille for the England game. Oh wow. And we go just anywhere for a bit of drunken shouting, presumably. And he and I did read about it, I didn't watch it, um, but I read about it. Apparently the atmosphere was amazing because well of course they travelled all the way down, the rugby the England supporters. And we're screaming because they got players sent off after three minutes, so they were really up for it and had a great time. And, and bizarrely, Pikey Paul was on the train an hour before us coming back on Monday night. So well, I'm not going to pretend to be a rugby expert, but it, I was watching it and they had this kind of um, foul and repeat score a penalty goal. It kind of reminded me a bit like a Sam Allardyce team, where you sort of just punt it downfield and then hope somebody makes a mistake. Yeah. And then score, and you set, get play. Get set play. I'm sure there's England fans out there now shouting at me for no, simplicity. You're but a genius. Not only are you an expert on fantasy football, <laughs> but he understands rugby perfectly. Well, I, yeah, I do. I do. I follow a bit. I do follow rugby, but I thought it was interesting that all England's points were kicks, but compared to the number of drop kicks, which is impressive, actually. They won a World Cup like that years ago. But anyway, yeah, my international duties were great. I really enjoyed it. Um, Actually, I did miss the podcast last week. Well, actually, no, I didn't that much. Because I had... I had... Well, I would have had an OTK week. Do you spot what I did wrong? Tell me. What what did I do wrong? (laughs) So, do you remember... We'll do this before Harry gets here. Do you remember when um, I switched captain to that Isaac when Liverpool playing Newcastle because I was convinced he'd score a hat-trick and it was just bitter, twisted, anti-Scouston. I forgot to switch it back See, I thought that I thought that was a tactical ploy. I thought, just having decided you can't pronounce his name, you just wouldn't (laughs) make him captain. established I've got that right. (laughs) Um, I did notice it. Bizarrely, Harry, who will no doubt want to discuss it when he finally arrives, yeah. managed to equal the points I got despite not having Haaland as captain. Yeah. And you, I would have had 20 points more, obviously, if I'd got that. And that wasn't intentional, that was purely. I don't know why, I forgot. I think it was the stress of getting ready for my international duties. I think that's the excuse I've got and I'm sticking to. But I was really miffed because, of course, everything's fallen apart for me. I've plummeted. Down. I've stayed the same in our table, but Harry is now catching me up. And Harry is hot on your on your tail. And I have plummeted down the other one, the other table. By like, I've gone from fourth to eighth in the other table because of that abysmal performance. And it's embarrassing because we got issue in. Gave me a list of things. Actually, I don't think on any of them did he say 
don't forget to make Haaland. I think he did. I think he just. I, I feel like he, he said, did. Whatever we mentioned, not having him as captain, he just said rookie error. Didn't rookie he? error. Yeah. I mean, do you still have those notes? Are they somewhere mm-hmm. safe? And I have, and I bought. I was. I thought I brought, brought the notebook with me, but I forgot it. Very stressed coming here, as you know, Steve. Because I just picked up Winnie the Lurcher. It's been a stressful little business. Now that house feels complete again, that we're all home. But I have got his notes. I'm not going to say I read them every night before going to bed, but I have got them, and I'm pretty sure he'll be appalled. And I'm pretty sure he did quite well this week. And actually, should say, just in case he does doesn't do it again. Thanks for coming because it was. It was an yeah, we will definitely get him along again. Yeah. Throughout the season, hopefully before he ends up 100 plus points away from me. Um, I've got to say actually... Well, you, did a, well, though. you did a good, yeah, a good week. Yeah, I, I can't complain. I, the problem is, is everyone does have Haaland captain. So when yes. one person does well... I would have been... Funny you should say that. I got 52 points. Average was 72. I would have been bang on average. Exactly that. If I hadn't... If you, if you hadn't made the rookie error. And I think, to be honest, if I'm really honest, average is what I'm aiming for. <laughs> I know what I was aiming for, really. Well, you know, I have to, um, as the alleged fantasy football aficionado, usually at this stage of the season, when it gets interrupted by the first international break, you're yeah. kind of pulling your hair out a little bit. You're like, oh, the football's just started. You're just getting into it. Now, controversially, I didn't feel that this time. Oh, Why? I don't know. It's a good question. It just felt like you know already a break. It might be to do with Arteta playing Partey right back for as possible as long as possibly could. Um, <laughs> Why would that mean? What you were getting frustrated by? Just that? watching such mistakes and not being able to understand what on earth is going on. You should come on. and watch Monday Night Football if you think <laughs> Yeah, I, it's interesting that you say that because I'm obviously a virgin to the world of fantasy land. I always found these international breaks for a very different reason that what is the point slightly different this time because there were some qualifying games going on which actually Scotland did well at England not so well at but obviously they taught Scotland yesterday so that so there's a bit of reason for them and I'm being despite this accent actually Scottish I have fond memories of the Scotland England games because I remember going to one I think it was like a nil-nil game in the Scotland end at Wembley and the loudest cheer from the Scotland fans was when, and this is this is again, just seems like I spent all my time lurching from bad behaviour to other bad behaviour. But they got, they somehow got hold of an English shirt, the Scotland fans. They put up on a stick in the middle of the first half and set light to it. And that was the biggest cheer you got from the Scotland fans all night. It's quite interesting, given this accent I was sort of joined in. Well, it does um, lead us quite nicely onto what's your thoughts on the whole Harry Maguire? I felt actually really sorry for him. Actually, or no, I really did because in the end, you know, I'd mostly play in defence. He's gone. That poor bloke has gone from, you know, defending either. You look genuine. No, I genuinely, I'm 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 honestly, the the given we were already two 0 down, <laughs> getting thrashed and looking worse. I was, when, when I saw it was him that scored for Scotland, I thought because he came on as a sub, didn't he? He came on as a sub. I mean, we should stress for anyone who missed it um, Harry Maguire not only scored the own goal but was also cheered by the Scotland fans every time he touched the ball <laughs> which is apparently following him into club level so when he by comes other on teams other teams are cheering as if they've just <laughs> I, see I am a bit of a softie about things like this whilst I will happily 
insult like Wayne Rooney perfect example whenever he played us the abuse I'd give him which we will not repeat but to do with you know grannies and stuff like that I would happily join in but that was because he was he would almost always score against us and he's a really good footballer and I've got that kind of they, they, they can take it because they basically know it's a compliment if the away supporters give you a time when the people are being run down like Harry Maguire I, get, I feel sorry for them and I feel like you know he's a human being that's that own goal I've scored I scored about five of those a season I thought you were going to say a game um, <laughs> what a really bad well, game well Eng- the England manager of course Gareth Southgate has come out and <laughs> viciously sort of criticised the well, it's a nasty world and I get it people think well he's a human being he didn't need to score the own goal he still won 3-1 is he a better player than what are we just in the, the habit of here's a player in the spotlight we boo him like a panto a bit early, I suppose. We're yeah. still in September. Yeah. But is it just a habit? Because I've, I've, I've got to be honest, I watch him play. He's not that bad. No. He gives away a few silly yellow cards. Yeah, maybe he wasn't as good as he was made out to be when that when he, when he was getting all the... When was it? Which was that? That was when Man City sort of tricked, yeah. tricked United into paying £20 million more than what they were supposed where was he, to. Where was he before that? Oh, God. That's, now, now it's got to be Harry Maguire. Harry, Harry would have. Harry, no, but Harry uh, couldn't be asked to turn off all time. He did message to say that he's on his way. Um, he didn't say where from, which, when you're doing an hour or so long podcast, becomes quite important. But he's, he's on his way. So, yeah, look, I didn't enjoy uh, the international break in the past. This time. I liked it. It's quite welcome. Yeah, I, I think I actually I was going to say, but I then went off. What a surprise on a massive ramble! I, what I did miss about it was this. I mean, obviously I went away. I think you and Harry could have done it, but whilst I'm technically inept, the lack of preparedness for you and Harry to take on the recording duties was alarming. Yeah, I, I mean, I did miss it, which is quite a horrendous thing to realise. And then, well, this is the highlight of your week, Steve. It feels like it. Actually, back to that though. What did you do over the weekend? Oh gosh, the, the, watching the rugby. Watching the rugby, which was um, not the weekend, the fortnight. It's been a fortnight. The fortnight. We've yeah. had some big time away. Mm. And you probably would. You've kind of waited for the UK to hit record temperatures, and then disappeared on board. Furious. We had a one-week summer, and I was in the Cote d'Ivoire. But my kids came out on Wednesday, so they saw the first part of that heat wave. They said, "Yeah, yeah, it is this temperature at home, Dad, but it's not quite the same because where we were was basically." A sort of caravan, but it was a caravan on a beach next to Saint Tropez, but overlooked. We're overlooking the beach, so when the sun comes up, it comes up over the sea, so it looks like it's melting in. So I was getting up early just to watch the sunrise. Are you uh, suggesting that your views of the beach were somehow superior to mine skipping along Camden and looking for shade? I'm not only suggesting that, I'm prepared to put money in. I, I, I did have um, a quite horrendous. Uh, getting to a supermarket two minutes before they opened on Sunday and realising that there's this world where people queue up and then they race in. I won't say the supermarket because they're in my bad books. But, um, yeah, this is a Wait, what, on a Saturday or a Sunday? On a Sunday morning. Because it's 12 o'clock that they open, Because they open a bit later. You sound like you're really But I turned up just, you know, randomly thinking you stroll in, do your shopping, and then discovered this world of people who not only turn up early, 
But then they're like but F1. It wasn't an accident. They were they wanted to get in first. They they were like F1 drivers waiting for the green light. And as soon as the doors opened. Yeah. This is another sad mission. Years ago, I did some work with a well-known supermarket brand where I sort of give them laughable advice about stuff. But there was, they gave me, the, the thing is, of course, there might be these people where there's certain days where a supermarket is properly stacked with everything. And if you get it right, I don't think it is a Sunday, actually. I think it's like a Tuesday or Wednesday morning. If you want, if you can, that's the day to go to the supermarket because that's when I have all their produce out and look lovely. God, this is, hang on, this is why well, Harry's going to get told off even more now. <laughs> We're talking about supermarkets. Supermarkets and no fantasy football. I mean, right, yeah. let's go back to football a little bit on the grounds of why we're filling the void waiting for Harry's arrival. Yeah. A big shout out for Sunday also saw the first prelim round of the Women's FA Cup. Yes. Both Camden Town WFC and Camden and Islington United. Both Wait, hang on, is this like the life of Brian? And are you the liberation <laughs> front? Well, let's give them a shout out. Come on. They played their first ever game in the FA Cup and won. Well, first ever game and they First won. ever game. So why? Why is it their first ever game? Gradually progressing. Do you have to get up to a certain level to even get into the I can't, You need to be at a sort of get to a stage where you're at least going to compete well, well, no take my facetious comment I just made about the life of Brian those well done those two yeah it's something a bit different for a Sunday oh, he's good well you did you watch them I got I managed to go through some highlights and cheer them on cheer on the locals yeah good oh, no and good that you mentioned um, women's football and I think maybe we should spend more time talking about the Women's Premier League than the Men's Premier League this season because I'm pretty confident Chelsea's women are going to do a lot better than Chelsea's men. Because what I've been avoiding, and I kind of thought, great, maybe I just won't go there. But, but the, I've missed, the first game I missed this season for Chelsea was, of course, because I was on international duty early, Gareth needed me early. Chelsea managed to lose at home. Now I was I was waiting for Harry before we brought that up. I feel like his energy would do it more justice. <laughs> but do we need to discuss this? <laughs> well, it's just so I didn't obviously see it, and I certainly didn't make any effort to watch the highlights. But it was even funnier. My I put my season ticket. You can exchange your season tickets, and other reason I couldn't um, make them go. So anyway, I exchanged my. So basically, means it goes back in support by uh, somebody who has to be a member, but they can buy a ticket. Entertainingly, Piers, who we might talk about in a minute, he said, yeah, brilliant, Bruce. Not only did you manage to miss that game, but somehow three people came in on that ticket, so three people trying to stand <laughs> in my seat. He said, one of whom was patently a Nottingham Forest supporter. I hope they're the ones that stayed. <laughs> I think they all stayed. He said, actually, it was the most entertainment they got because I think they were goading him. And, of course, he was desperately trying to behave himself, but failing abysmally. No, I think in, with such results, fantasy football definitely comes a, a distant second, but... I did see Sterling square the ball to Jackson with an open goal. And he just completely shanked. And he completely shanked. What? I see, well, we have had this conversation before, and you've been saying Jackson. I think, I think even Eshu has got Jackson in his side. I stress, I have both players in my side, so I would have got the assist and the goal. Yeah. And Sterling, so, oh, so you're watching it, thinking. So I was watching, thinking, nailed on. draw was still funny, and yet... I'm not sure. He feels he's got a fit. We've got a, we've had a long line oh. of strikers who. Are you see, you, you've just stumbled into that big question of would I have preferred to see Chelsea draw for the points 
and I see I would with Arsenal I get all I'm, being, I'm sort of kind of a Saka fan because I've got him everyone's a Saka fan aren't they little baby Saka no Smiley kid scoring goals. Cute little face. He looks twelve, scoring goals. Looks twelve. I do. I'm not anti him, but I'm I'm certainly not normally a Saka fan. That is, you know, that's a whole. England's player of the season two years in a row. He's a good player, but you know, playing for Arsenal. I don't. But I don't. But so I. Yeah, you're right. I want him to score. Obviously, Arsenal to lose. Him to score a hat trick and Arsenal to lose would be great. See, had Jackson scored, Chelsea wouldn't have lost. There was no miracle forest second goal. Um, I'm not unhappy. Yeah, I'm up. I was going to lie and say the the points would have been quite a nice cushion. So you did now. What you okay? I've got proposal because about now, of course, somebody has to go and get a drink, and the other two talk. Normally, me, I've noticed. I've actually seen that. So you're getting the drinks this time. I'm not, yeah, but then that means leaving you alone with the yeah, mic. Do talk on my own. <laughs> it sounds a little bit like your dream. Exactly. <laughs> Tempting that we have to just whitter on, but some would say that's what we do. So what I'm going to do is pause it. Oh shit, that's dangerous. I do a pause it on this new system. I'm going to just pause it. Better to take the gamble than come back and find a karaoke version of the. <laughs> exactly. So I'm going to pause it. We're going to get more drinks. Give Harry a bit to find out where the fuck Terry is and take from there. So yeah, I mean, I say we'll be back in a minute. This will be no a microsecond. We'll be back. Right, I think that's working. Oh shit! Oh, there, no, it's gone red. Okay. So, <laughs> thanks for the thanks after a wrong button disaster. Thanks, thanks for a bit of a, a mix up with the buttons there. That you might get a gap. Should be a few seconds. So we're back. Be the Harry's, Harry's not back. Harry's now running. That's 50 minutes late, which is... Oh, he's, no, he's pushing his record in the first podcast, isn't he? He's going to become our super sub, just as our energy is waning. Actually, I did get a bit of feedback. We didn't do the feedback bit earlier, but we could do that now, because it reminds me, someone felt that, you know, there's a whole element of it which should be about Harry, and it, and it's on, in comparison with Geoffrey Bernard. Now, you might be too young for Geoffrey Bernard, but Geoffrey Bernard was famous... Um, he had an article. He had a piece called "Low Life" in the Spectator. <laughs> this is not going well for Harry. <laughs> exactly. And basically, Jeffrey Bernard was a functioning alcoholic. And what Jeffrey Bernard was also addicted to gambling races, horse racing. So he'd go horse racing. Actually, sadly, quite a big fan of Jeffrey Bernard. He's got a Desert Island Discs, but he also famously had a play written about him by Keith Waterhouse because they were the basic remember those the, the famous Soho drunks like Francis Bacon Lucien Freud and they always go to the French house and the colony rooms Geoffrey Bernard was one of them and this uh, uh, I think it was Rich actually he probably knows about low life as we've established he's <laughs> never out of Rio's Rich was saying that Harry's yeah, it could be like Geoffrey Bernard and there was a the thing that used to be in I'm not sure if it's a spectator he also wrote for the Sporting Life Geoffrey Bernard because if he'd on a massive like over a week long bender but, and failed to post his copy which you'd relate to Steve he was they were, the strap line would be Geoffrey Bernard is unwell which basically meant so arsehole so he feels and as Harry's now turning up he's not I mean obviously no copy to feel for Harry all he has to actually do is turn up and that's two out of four it's two out of tardy we should probably say that when we recorded our pilot we did stress this was the the game plan going forward would be 
Where's Harry? Harry? Where's Harry? Coming. In fact, yeah. I think our first episode was called Where's Harry. It was called Where's Harry. Um, it was called Where's so Harry. So fittingly, he'll come with a burst of energy and apology. Yeah, we will. We can rate. I mean, the excitement and the anticipation for Steve and I will be the utter nonsense he comes up with as an excuse. I feel like, yeah, we should maybe develop some sort of scoring system. Just give him a number at the end. Or, What's that? Or we can play some kind of Harry bingo. And we each put forward the excuse we think we're going to hear before yeah. he turns up. I worry with Harry, because sometimes I worry about Harry that he's got a very complicated life. I feel my life's too complicated. But then sometimes watching Harry, I get exhausted just thinking. Not, you know, not just his propensity for threesomes and complicated relationship things. But he just, he's always, I mean, I know, I haven't been there, obviously, because of international duty. I've missed the last two Monday night football matches. But I happen to know that Harry signed up for both of them and failed to make it. Of them. So I feel I, Harry's, I feel Harry's yeah. struggling with appointments of him. But, okay, but whilst we're waiting for Harry, I've got, no, talk about feedback. Did you have any feedback? None that will top what I know you're about to tell us, which I think is the biggest feedback of the week. Listen to this. So, which I don't know if I've already mentioned this, but I found out that this fantasy football is a bit like your first time you own a puppy. Well, there's a whole new world opens up of people that will talk to you because you've got a puppy. Ah, okay. I was wondering where that goes. I thought I thought you meant cleaning shit and piss up off the floor for the well, next six months. Well, there's a lot of bollocks talked, but it's actually... Oh, shit, I've got to get this all lined up properly. So, so Piers, who's one of you know people I've been going to Chelsea with for decades, and as he he turned, he pointed out, you probably don't actually know what I do, because obviously we're talking a high... As we've established at Chelsea, we only talk about highbrow things and... A, really focused on the games and at no point do we miss two goals because we turned up late as a good half ever that's never happened but he said what he actually does is data which is disappointing because I in my head I thought it was a bit like sort of football factory or green streets where he worked in a car scrapyard where they sort of did dodgy deals with cheap drugs and stuff like that turns out he actually does data analytics in the world of cars and the best time to sell us anyway that's irrelevant what he's the did also then turn out when I mentioned this, even though it was on the WhatsApp group, which obviously he never reads. He's he used to be obsessed with fantasy football, Steve, and stopped doing it because it was ruining his enjoyment of the games. Because <laughs> he would know that you know he would almost want somebody to score against Chelsea because he had them down on his side or something. I can relate. I've got to be honest. I, I think it's the most relatable thing for anyone that does fantasy football with a passion to reach that stage where matches of the day is taken off the agenda. Now I'm forgetting whether this is online or not. Did you make your admission about Chelsea's... You did, have you already made your admission about Nottingham Forest and Chelsea? Was that you, you mean 20 minutes ago on this podcast that you are glued to? <laughs> yeah, well, we had the gap for the bar trip. Oh, oh right, we had the gap of, of alcohol. I can't remember if that was all or not. <laughs> right, so anyway, we're getting diverted. So I'm not sure... Well, anyway, all that data stuff, he had to stop. But when I told him, his little glinty eyes lit up. And he said, well, I love fantasy football, but I had to stop. So then, that was about a week later, he listened to our podcasts. 
I'm sure, sure what he thinks about the podcast. I think he quite enjoys it. So when you say he has heard most of my shit before, <laughs> so it's only, it's only half of it is you. So, so when you said feedback, you didn't mean to actually listening to the. No, no, I think he had. To be fair to him, I think he has listened to it, which is more than half the people on the um, celery WhatsApp group, which is the Chelsea WhatsApp group that go to Chelsea, which I, most of them haven't listened to, which I'm personally hurt by. Having said that, we'll shout out. Must be my brother because. You know you can tell where people listen from, and you're responsible for the ones in America and Australia. And Australia, America's gone viral, but I think that might be because on Spotify they think it's fantasy American football. Silly yeah. American. So the question is, do we change that, or do we well, just I think milk? It's responsible for half our listeners, so maybe not. And maybe they don't even realise this isn't American football. So we need to chuck in. Work. So from now on, instead of talking about the goal, we'll talk about the cage. <laughs> And we do things well, like that, that to... Uh, is that what a goalie is? A cage? Yeah. You should be embarrassed that you know that. Steve. I have watched some American late-night soccer to get my um, football fix. Oh, well, a, soccer, a, 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 a soccer game is a cage. It's called, what, they get a cage? The goalkeepers are in the cage, as opposed to in the goal. It's, it's all very bizarre. They're strange people. It's spoken like a sport which a country doesn't understand. Yeah. But then what do you expect from a country that has a World Series without inviting the rest of the world? <laughs> exactly. I sort of like that level of arrogance. Yeah, it's quite impressive. It's back to me and that um, Bronze Adonis thing. Right, okay. Where, well, so this is it. So yeah, the P- Piers has, pr- has pitched us, basically, which, you know, I mean, it's a long email, so I'm touched with this level of effort alone. But he's, he's mentioned that there's data is available on all the players, and he said we... He's already established. He has listened to the podcast. Are basically, a lot of an emotion. I mean, I don't think you are. I think you're quite pragmatic. I don't think SU is. I think Harry and I, based on the fact that we're not choosing any Liverpool or Chelsea players, respectively, arguably, is, that might be emotion. But I get what he means. I think it's emotion. He's saying he thinks we. Sh- he wants to challenge us to the us versus the machine. So we're bringing AI to the table. We're bringing. AI or at the very least data and he's saying what he's going to select each week overlay some key metrics I mean he's written it key metrics it goes on for hours these are two words that every podcast needs the likelihood the likelihood each player to score keep a clean sheet that's our that's our stock and trade here and then so basically simple example okay each player is given a baseline value at the beginning of the season. So what he's proposing is, you will then, they'll go for a big name, blah, blah, blah. He's proposing, oh, hang on, I'm going to get this the wrong way around. Well, where is it? I've, I've actually... I mean, I'm hoping people are going to stick listening to it <laughs> because this... Uh... You know, he did explain it, and I think I'm just struggling on the phone to find it. Yeah, here we are. So he's basically basing it on the... the I mean, it's not winning us over at the moment, I'll be honest. (laughs) I knew this would happen. I should have said. My code will cycle through players building a team that spends the budget. The way that you would have returned the most points to date. So what he's proposing... Is a cheat code. Yeah. He's saying he's going to base it on basically the cost per point. So he's going to run a... What has he got? He's got a database. An algorithm or something? He's going, or to something? Run, he's going to run an algorithm. Okay. I like that. Sounds like we know what we're talking about. And he's going to say, right, for example, Romero, defender, 4.7 million. 
his cost per point is 0.17 because he's got 27 points already and he's going to basically base his team well hang on we can only do that once unless well, he's like you and does a wild card in the second week well my concern already is that the listeners wouldn't know this but Harry's the one that sits here with the open shirt and his hairy chest hanging out but I'm going to be the one that's romantic here and say where's the passion you've got to pick players because yes you know don't pick I, for example as much as I'm quite methodical I don't have a Tottenham player in my team because no, passion yeah, still has to play a part no I know, but what I think he's saying is because I agree with you obviously or we're all passion but what he's saying is I found it eventually what he's he's saying is what you do is you look at their cost you look at their point I mean he works for him because he now knows what our points per game is so he's then going to start saying right I'm going to match my team he gets the benefit of what are we in four games in now are we four games in now four games in now so he's going to I quite like the idea because I think like a lot of data it's going to be absolute nonsense and I don't think he'll win I think I'm quite interested because all he says is he'll just put it in our team a bit like Harry but even later and we'll just see how his week on week compares to ours and then we can scoff at him much like we did with Eshu for the second week only because he then well look firstly yeah 100% in on the basis of even with a four week head start my ego will take plenty of stroking from beating a machine exactly it's like deep. What's that? Deep blue, deep mind against Karpov in the ch- in the chess. Yeah. Uh, okay, we're going back somewhere now. <laughs> back to when you were born. Back to when Chelsea were in League Two. Um, well, happy days. Happy, happy days. days for, but it's a bit like that, isn't it? Can can the machine beat the genius that is me? You, me, and Harry. Oh, I thought you just met me. Um, well. You basically, well, actually, yeah, you are winning. But I mean, we're going to be honest, Steve. If I hadn't fucked up on the Hallands incident, if ifs and buts, <laughs> some pounds, um, but. I, w- I would probably say, I mean, I've got to be honest, when you was going through that, my head was just going, So this guy was addicted, can we get him hooked again? Oh, no, we've already got him hooked. The fact yeah. is, listen, this is like a four page email. I'm, I'm, and I'm really embarrassed because he did actually, I, I read a bit which I cannot find. What time did that email come through? If it needs question. to be 3 a.m. Good question. No, oh, I want it to be 3 a.m. No, no, no. He's given up. He's given up on the um, vapes of the gummy bears. <laughs> There's a whole episode. There's a whole episode of gummy bears that we're not going to go to now. But yeah, he's basically saying, yeah, all you do is match the cost of the player, the points per player, the cost per point, and then analyse that and say, right, that's what we're going for. And I think he'll struggle because what issue and you do is look about fixtures coming up I don't know how you do that five out for issue but once you have a set team and you don't have the number of subs to change play but, but presumably what he can then do is this is the transfer I do this week because this person is running but as we've established everyone piled into Sterling and whilst the, the, the assist didn't happen no point what two points for Sterling last yeah I do always find this um, rush to take up a player when I've had them first kills the player Does it's it? kind of like a superstition yeah like I had Sterling got me a couple of goals and an assist yeah everyone rushed to him he did nothing although largely because of Jackson's finishing 
Jackson, well, I think it sounds like I'm a scouting genius because, as I have already said, I'm not sure where the optimism is coming from. Well, I've narrowed my tactics down to needing another six wild cards. Um, but going on to the big question, yeah, let's bring it on. Let's, let's see what right. AI does. I mean, I, I don't want you to be overwhelmed with the enthusiasm, Piers, because it's going to see Steve's sceptical. But I think we'll give you a go. Gonna, two what, goes. We'll give you two goes. No. So I think, he, I think you're right. He'll fall down. He'll be all right to begin with because he'll have four day weeks data. But then he's going to fall apart because it's not predictive. Like you say, you just jump on a bandwagon and they fall. And with the exception of Halland. Halland just is the bandwagon that keeps giving. Unless you don't have him as captain. Yeah. Which was an oversight. I think, you know, it's important. I'm learning by my mistakes. So that brings us, although we are trying to buy time for Harry... That does Harry's bring us on to the next week. More <laughs> than enough bloody time. Um, it does mean we. He's now actually late on his latest traject- predicted time. So wait, yeah. So what do you think? So I am now all ears after that cock up. So um, Halland, who are City playing this week? So City are away at West Ham, and we should probably have a little fantasy football talk beyond AI. So are you going to captain? Yeah. Because at West Ham, despite actually the fact that they're, I think they're top four, and despite the fact that Pikey Paul's ecstatic about their ridiculously high level, now we just is, a, as with always with West Ham, they fade and die. And now this, know, this is where burst. this is where I could do with Harry's encyclopedic memory, because I think, and I'm sure people will tell me if I'm wrong, that Harlan made his debut for City against West Ham last year. And scored a couple of goals at least. Definitely got man of the match. Well, assuming he scored those goals, of course, got man of the match. Because I feel like last year I didn't captain him for the first game because I thought he would need time to settle. Not against West Ham, you won't. And then against West Ham where they... uh, Although they played well, actually. I just realised this is a West Ham resurgent team living life after Declan Rice. To be fair to them... And why should we be but let's just make an exception and be fair to them they're the only team they're in Brighton who's everyone's tipping for the top West Ham taunt them 3-1 I feel like West Ham have beaten someone else this season but I can't no. quite no no. no no one springs to mind no, no I don't know what you're no. talking about <laughs> no, no no I'm trying to forget that seems like a long time ago but it's actually that feels like it was a better performance than the Nottingham Forest one but yeah I so West Ham yeah they, I don't think they'll be able to cope with Halland so, we, I'm, so I'm going to skip him hang on though who have who have Newcastle United got because my Isaac for some bizarre reason I think he did well the first game didn't he scored a couple. Newcastle are, are at home to Brentford at home to Brentford Brentford good side but they better they've had a bad start they're as bad as Chelsea you know they're as low as Chelsea do you think you are viewing games I'm looking at your facial expressions here and I don't feel like you was assessing games with this vigour pre-fantasy football I feel like you know what what, so as I've established I haven't been paying a lot of attention but I was properly I was properly bothered by last week but I was obviously bothered by the Forest incident but I was also how did I not have because I looked at oh great I've got Halland as captain and looked at when he had a V next to his name I was cross crossing myself I thought I'd let my you down Harry down the podcast down 
and myself down because I hadn't switched him around. There was nothing, no reason not to have him down there. So I'm on it this week. In fact, this is a tragic admission. I was toying with the idea of playing my wild card. Is that, what, that is what it's called, isn't it? That's what it's called. You I sound like... Because, I, because I, as I admitted the first time, the first team selection was based on all Chelsea, which is why I've got three Chelsea defenders. Because then I ran out of Chelsea. Then I thought, now I've got it a bit, because I had no idea what I was doing, I might, A, put my glasses on, and B, just start again. And, that, and Eshu, I think, said he was concerned you'd gone too early because the season... The, transfer market and closed that's closed now I'm toying with that do you think it's still well you don't think it's too early you go I've gone already which is an accusation I've definitely had before going too early Uh, going too early Um, now the only change which I suppose was quite shocking is that Fatty from Barcelona not me eating my pizzas but Fatty from Barcelona has joined Brighton on loan He's a very good young... Well, he's actually called Fatty. He's actually called F-A-T-I, not F-A-T-T-Y. It's harsh, isn't it? I mean, why would you... Oh, what, is he Spanish? Is that a word in Spanish? You've got to stop asking questions that only Harry knows the answers to. It makes us sound like a cheap podcast. Um, so Fatty's joined Barcelona. Now they're... Uh, sorry, joined Brighton. And they're going to be away at Man United. Do I want to spend my transfer bringing him in or give him a few games? These are... You might, you might have two transfers. Did you save one last week? I feel like on the I feel like on the beaches of France, you weren't thinking about making a transfer. Did you get one last week, even though it wasn't a game? Oh, sorry, not last week, but the week before. I don't feel like you made in the last round of. How would I know that? You would know because you're a talented manager <laughs> who is on top of the ball. Remem- I've been on holiday. I can't remember what I did three weeks ago. How would I know if I is it does it come up or wait so wait I go into transfer I can't even remember how to do a trans oh here transfer would it say how many I'm allowed it would it would tell you yeah it does and it says what does that say is that one oh I've got to now make up for your glasses on the left uh, on the left <laughs> that does say one so who right, did so you no, change I've so I must have so you must have I must have transferred someone. before right. Okay, so I'm going to do that. We're, we're escalating to sounding like none of us know what we're doing, which is quite you're, fitting. You're always the expert. So what are you going to do? Because you got a, had a good week last week. I had a good week. I'm, I'm toying with doing no changes, making no changes. Right, no transfers. You so that I can have two the following week. Right. Because I feel like this is a set of games coming up this weekend. That your team is up for. Maybe not, but one change isn't going to... One transfer isn't going to change that. So I'm thinking maybe just hold the horses for one week. I know you were saying, are you going to make any subs though? Are you going to put subs in? Are you going to change, are you going to change a manager? Can I tell a rival manager this? Well, I, 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 it's not like I'm going to remember. Jeez. I feel like my team is quite set. I've got a lot of players playing away from home which I'm always a bit nervous sounds, about. Sounds like Harry. I've got three Chelsea players, of course, who are away at Bournemouth. Are they, are they going to... No? Actually, Bournemouth last year away, when we were still in the relegation battle, about five weeks out, I think we were still not guaranteed safety. And I think we beat Bournemouth. 
and I didn't go because it was away but uh, apparently the, the Chelsea supporters were singing We're Staying Up which is the level of desperation so I think we might be able to do Bournemouth I always think it's quite good when you can get more than one week out of a chant yeah you know you can recycle it the next season and it's still good I think it's still good I remember that. I've been there for those chants where it's quite interesting I think we beat who it was, but we beat it. Well, not that season, it was a couple of seasons ago when we were equally shite. And it was good, it was fun. It's fun to see the gallows humour coming out and okay. So, all right, so I think you're good to stick with them. We've got Sterling and Jackson. Jackson's and got Chilwell. Chilwell's great. Well, Bournemouth are relegation sets, aren't they? They, they, they yeah. show a few glimpses going forward. Everton might well come to their rescue. I sh- just realised I've said that when we were away at Everton, which I now regret wholeheartedly because I've jinxed it. Are you that? Are you superstitious like that? Hundred percent. I put my underpants on inside out for more than one reason, but superstition. Is I, that is a joke. You don't actually put your pants. No, of course I don't. I have a washing machine. Over superstition, not just dirt. Not <laughs> just dirt. An extra day is an extra day. Um, so okay, um, and what about now? See, do you think wild card? You're saying you know you can't do a wild card. You think because I have got a shocking team. I realised. I mean, I don't even know who some of these players are. But that just comes with being a Chelsea fan, of course. No, not even just the Chelsea. No, I know who the Chelsea players are because I had to go for ones I knew. Actually, that's a lie. I bought Brushto because he scored a goal or something when we haven't scored any. But the other two, Silva and Chilwell, obviously, you know, and also I was really pissed off about. The other thing that really upset me, apart from Haaland, was Ake, who was part of my tentative virtue to only players that have actually played for Chelsea at some point, with the exception of Salah, obviously. I didn't have him in my side, he was on the bench. And he scored for City. Well, I have to say... I have to say I'm hearing all the right tunes from somebody who... Not necessarily in the right order. When I originally gave you a call and said, look, I've got this idea for a podcast, and somebody looked back at me, bamboozled as to fantasy what, I'm now hearing somebody say that they were outraged that they're defending... Well, it was like Harry last week, wasn't it, or two weeks ago, when he said, is, you noticed, I hadn't noticed, but you and he had noticed his bench was like 27 points. Well, I'm going to do the unthinkable, cool. and I'm actually going to click on your team. Yeah, you won't, um, you won't, I, I, you won't learn anything. I mean, I didn't feel like I had a reason to do no. it. But let's have a very quick look. Right, so you still have three Chelsea defenders. I'm not convinced this Chelsea team is going to get a clean sheet anywhere ever unless they listen to our podcast right there yeah, they are the definition of this podcast no clean sheets we can't no we, I don't think we've had one but they oh, no, we did we had one against the mighty Luton the mighty Luton yeah. which was where all Body of my gas, play thing, Luton. That, that's where all of my Chelsea players came from <laughs> from that game packing them in because they played Luton oh incidentally who's playing Luton this week let's have a quick oh, yes. ch- oh Fulham Fulham Luton never do I mean uh, r- rookie error is definitely chasing the fixture too yeah, much yeah yeah so I don't think for, I think actually, as I said at the time Luton weren't that bad Luton could Luton have our dual win are they at home or away Luton have they managed to play at home yet uh, they haven't as far as I know they've managed to do this fantastic Sunday league style thing of playing away and then playing away and then playing away 
Right. I don't know if it's just nervousness, but I've finished my drink. That is quite impressive. Given you're on the shorts, and I'm on pants. <laughs> so I'm going to propose. I don't think we can do shout outs to Jack Daniels, but if we could, he'd be in my midfield. <laughs> Jack, Jack Daniels is a good friend to all of us. What I'm going to do is pause this again. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I'm going to go and I'll, I'll get us another drink. And who knows? I might get Harry for the last 10 minutes. I am going to predict Harry will join us for the third part so that I can be wrong about something. Well, yeah, well, you, you've remembered some questions to ask him. I'm just worried about button pressing. I'm going to press it now. Okay. We're back. We hope. Absolutely. Yeah, we hope we're back, we actually. Yeah, yeah, anyway. So, no sign of Harry. We're worried he'd be, he's got lost in some weird... Sex function. <laughs> being Rio's rich, silly, silly man. We'll never see either. There we go. But anyway, we've decided we're, getting, we're cracking up. We're going to do a bit more fantasy. I mean, maybe fantasy. Let's take it to another level because I, I think I said in the first episode, what's fantasy about that? This. And so, what would be? Is there a game that you watched that you thought you had a better end to, a better fantasy end to? I'm good. This is going to be a goon story, but where a, a, a game that you watch, you thought if fantasy, if my fantasy was something I could make happen, what would it be? I think I know the answer to this already. I think you know the answer to this because it's emotionally scarred in my soul, and we've already visited it within this podcast. Have we? Go on. But Dennis Burkamp scoring that penalty against Man United in the FA Cup at Villa Park which um, led to that Ryan Giggs goal yes and saw them go on to win the treble yes you feel like if Dennis Burkamp scores that penalty Arsenal go on to win the silverware United obviously don't win the treble obviously don't win the treble probably don't win the Champions League no because they wouldn't have that ridiculous self-belief yes that's and good like I say it's, it's scarred into the back of my eyelids as I was there watching from the stands yeah. at Villa Park yeah my fantasy end it's similar actually it's similar but we were playing and it, you know we were still this was still full of nosebleed excitement Chelsea Barcelona even that fact we were playing but we played them before and we played them we'd beaten them and I can't remember who it was someone Barcelona player did score a good equaliser but that was putting them through to the final, I think it was, or certainly the semi-finals, the Champions League. They then hand, but this is the same time that referee has been done for being corrupt at the 17 million Alleged, not at the same time. And they handballed, it wasn't dubious penalty calls for Chelsea, two handballs, it was like they knew they would not be given a penalty against them. Two handballs against them. It was when Drogba famously came on in his sliders and screamed it's a disgrace. And I, uh, that's the only I'm quite whilst I'm you know, an un- irrational fan ten minutes after a defeat I've got to move on you know silly game move on that game I was scarred I actually thought fantasy wise we were better than them you know, everyone loved them I think they might have still had those ridiculous UNICEF sponsorships on their shirts which look hysterical given who are they sponsored by now so dodgy misogynistic Arab 
bloody country. Anyway, that whole thing scarred me. And then what was worse, I was on the bus, the 14 bus into town, and there was a load of Barcelona supporters, about hundreds, at Piccadilly Circus. I can feel your pain. sick. And, I, and it was unfair, it was unjust. Because they did at least two penalties. We'd have scored one of them. Now it feels a little bit like a open ball considering the Champions League situation this coming season namely Arsenal being in it and Chelsea not yeah and it starts within next week I believe next weekend uh, next who have you yeah that, that is a good point who have you got in that so we have Eindhoven up first good. at the Emirates good game um, the question is is does this competition desensitise does it take the glamour off the big ties you said when you we're telling your Barcelona horror story. We played Barcelona again. Yeah. Is it a special? No. No, that's the trouble. Because we were so shy. No, we didn't even get into the Champions League until 2003. No, they were only really before then. But the excitement of those first few games. And then, but the, what, I suppose, that was the point, I suppose. It was, you know, holding Barcelona used to be exciting when we first started playing. But then really knowing that we were better than them and didn't win. That was another level. I mean, that's the point I've talked about before: the journey from can we stay into the can we stay in the second division to beating Bayern Munich in Munich and stuff like that. That that stuff is it's a journey, isn't it? And now, though, the beauty is now I don't think we'll be in the Champions League for at least two years. Because the same view, Arsenal haven't been in for a while, have you? It was a while. How many years? Have you? Oh gosh, I tried to forget. I want to say it Wenger, was it after Wenger? It was it was post Wenger. Wenger went when when Wenger went through his drought. Mm. That was quite painful to watch. It no, feels... but he kept getting you in the Champions League though. He did. He did. That's the point. Everyone said, Oh yeah, Wenger's like got rid of him and then you weren't in the Champions League for years. He had reached a stage where he had taken us out of the Champions League. Oh he had he didn't get you in the last time. He right? didn't get us in the last time. Probably what did for him. I'm yeah, no, I, in a way, obviously sad. I love Champions League football. I love the fact that we still whistle the chew, the whistle again when they play the anthem. I've even forgotten why we are, and I think it's because we're just anti UEFA. Probably for that game, actually, because it was obvious to us that higher powers did not, that they did not want Chelsea in a final, they wanted Barcelona for all their alleged. Virtuosity, they're a bunch of cheating, corrupt, nasty pieces of work. And Messi, one of the dirtiest players I've ever seen. Alleged for most of those comments from sponsors to views on Barcelona. I love your panic. Accusing <laughs> <laughs> countries of being misogynistic. I, yeah. But so my fantasy would be that game. But and you know, as I think I've probably already said, our fantasy's never ending. We kind of, I think I quite, I quite appreciate these fellow years because I feel you get spoiled. I think you get spoiled on success if it's too. I mean, you had that period of being. But you've not won the Champions League, have you? We got robbed in a final. You did get. I thought that actually, when I said you think I knew what you were going to say, I thought it'd be that final. That was was that Barcelona as well? It was Barcelona. You see, there, there's a thread here. Cheating Catalans. They're like Alleged. the they're like the Scousers of Europe. We have the we're returning with the classic banana skin group because we have Eindhoven, right, Lens, or Lens, depending on where you're from. 
Oh really? And so which is which is lawns, which is lawns, or North London, or lens if you need to go to the optician. Um, and Sevilla, Sevilla, who people always come up with this theory that they don't mind getting knocked out of the Champions League because of they course, win, they always win the Europa. They always win the Europa. Yeah. And there's also this question of do Arsenal have that hunger, that squad to really go far in it? Are we just going to end up back in the Europa League? Well. Well, you don't think you'll get. Well, hang on. In that group, you'll get out of that group, won't you? you top think. two. Is a top two again? It's a top two. Well, who else? Eindhoven, Law. Who's it? Who's the other one? Eindhoven, Lons, and Sevilla. Oh yes. Well, you get out of that. Like you say, Sevilla will probably opt for winning the Europa. We should win our home games. That's what nine points. Actually, that might be my other fantasy. So after we won the Champions League, the first. We then dropped into the Europa League the next season, and this is why I think you might do well this season. Because if you don't make a Premiership challenge, like we didn't in 2012 or 21, in a way it kind of focuses you on the Champions League. But we dropped out the Champions famously we dropped out the Champions League, Di Matteo was sacked, so we went to the Europa final. That is another massive disappointment fantasy here. We didn't. We had. We we watched the, fan, the Europa Cup final against. I want to say Benfica. Definitely a Portuguese team that never wins because they've got a curse on them in finals. And we didn't go. And the final was in Amsterdam. And you might be surprised to hear this, but as Chelsea supporters, our spiritual home for European games would be Amsterdam because we like culturally we like the cuisine we like the cycling we like the liberal approach to inappropriate drug taking that stuff would have suited us and we were sat instead in Kilburn in some massive Irish pub watched the game and we did obviously win and then analysed it afterwards and said we'd let ourselves down by not going to Amsterdam. So actually the fancy game I think maybe would have been but we won it. And how do you get tired of winning the European Cup? Not the European Cup I hasten to add, but a European Cup. Well it's a, it's an exciting week for Gooners. We we haven't been in it since twenty seventeen. So it's been a while. Six years. Six years. I think that'll be us though. Not to mention two years ago we weren't in Europe at all after our classic eighth place finish. I just wonder whether it will be a distraction for us. We don't really have the squad. So I think our Premier League will suffer. Do you not think I think maybe you could win the odd big game? I think you could be be surprised I think that Arsenal team mind you the trouble is they did always struggle against like they always struggled against City but when they got to a team that was up there Whoa, how did you do against Liverpool um, we had that was it the season before was the one that we never quite recovered from that was the one where Arteta decided to put up speakers on the training ground playing the the anthem roar in order to get his players used to that's like a I mean that's like work, workplace abuse and no one wants to hear a load of squeaky scousers shouting at them at work I just like to you know sometimes you want to be a fly on the wall and the idea of this Arteta Eureka moment and then sending someone down to the shops down to cash converters get to some get, get some speakers for me 
I didn't know who did that. What's wrong with him? He comes and also, I've way. been to Anfield. There's no roar at Anfield when they're losing. They're absolutely like kittens. Well, last season at Anfield, we, we classically went into a 2-0 lead and had Liverpool against the ropes. Yes! Blew that And then well. blew that and probably should have lost had Ramsdale not made yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. a fantastic save. I think it was against Salah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, a, that was a shame. I mean, that, well, but that yeah. was that moment again where Xhaka had an unfortunate come together with Alexander-Arnold yeah. which sparked the home crowd into life yeah. yes and that completely changed the game of course I know it's infuriating I mean yeah, I feel for you because I do, I do remember that thinking Christ um, it is difficult that, that well I think it was a difficult season because I did as we've talked about laughed at the whole Arsenal of you Leicester coming from nowhere winning the Premiership which is funny but I did feel bad about it actually because I didn't want Arsenal to win you know City just bored of winning it this season well there was nothing against City either except Guardiola because he managed Barcelona probably at that no he didn't but he was managing at that game well there's an old adage from some superstition superstitious fans about you have to go close before you win and obviously Arsenal finished second last year yeah I, however, just get the feeling that this is a team that might have lost its way largely because of Chelsea's influence in selling habits. I'm just not sure he hasn't you, disrupted you off the thing. Well, that's interesting. And as I said, he could, if you get to the final, he will probably score you a winner. But as you, A, say, won't get any points for that. B, that's a long... That's a big price to pay. Well, I must stress, I do think Havertz has... He's got a fantastic ability about him. Whether he's, got great, he's got great cheekbones. He's got, that's always a start. He, look, he's a fantastic player on his day. I hope I'm alive long enough to see that day. And if he scores... Well, one I read, goal, actually, I read an article <laughs> bizarrely sort of combining Havertz being... The problem is he's just good enough to not get rid of not be got rid of but not good enough to meet, make you have a step change but he also compared it to midlife quite this article actually I think Pikey Paul sent me this is also combining it with midlife crises and our midlife crises aren't bad enough anymore to really radically change like you know get divorced buy a Harley Davidson stuff like that because our lives aren't bad enough anymore to have that midlife crisis and he also compared it to the fact that the French aren't having a proper revolution because they're it's not bad enough I like this country we're not bad enough to be really bothered enough to change stuff and Havertz is all those things where he doesn't actually bother to it doesn't you, he's not going to be bad enough for you to drop him but he will suck you down because you might get third or fourth well where do you get hunger from yeah. I mean that's the thing is when your fridge is full yeah. and you can sort I mean like, I maintain I have a very much uh, a philosophy that if you can successfully play a pass with the outside of your foot and in doing so open up a team you're never going to very few players actually have the ability yeah, to do yeah, yeah. and Havertz can do that three, four, five times a game I'm hoping his first goal will end up being a stunner yeah. Arsenal fans will tell you Burkamp looked like he was going on a drought until he scored I think against Southampton scored a couple of goals right it's a quiet start for Burkamp. quiet start Henri was the same yeah 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 Marco Actually, Mars, Trump, I think Trump, Trump, uh, 
pretty poor first season. They have that one iconic moment. It's a special goal. It's normally something that an average player can't do. To do it. Yeah. And if Havertz was to do that away at Everton this Sunday, and it was firing, he'll go straight back into my team. Having started the season, I gave him three. Well, games. Hang on, you dropped him. I dropped him. I like that you're now worrying about it. It's like a. It's like an invitation, isn't it? I want him to. We have been. Uh, Arsenal fans for years have been trying to prove we can get one good player off of Chelsea. Have you not heard Well, yeah, Willian, I was worried about, and he ended up being a bit of a. Willian, who sat down and stropped in the middle of the pitch. Willian did that? Yeah. I'm oh, no, sorry, not Willian. I'm thinking of Gallas. Gallas did that. Gallas, Gallas so did that. Gallas did that. Oh, that was and then Willian, who did this classic. I mean, Willian actually went out on a high because he terminated his contract with us and helped us get rid of him because he wanted a big trip overseas and ended up at Fulham. So he obviously just I was going to say that's London. over the tables, but it isn't actually. It's this side of the I, I have a feeling there was a trip back to Brazil in the middle, but he ultimately has ended up back in West London. Was, and actually, I was relieved about him because he was different to Habert. He was amazing. I mean, amazing. They always are until Chelsea yeah, sell He was last brilliant, William. And even when we were shy, he was brilliant. He didn't, wasn't like a fade in, fade out player. He was full up. And it didn't work out for you. And I was sure. I thought it was a, I thought it was a genius sign. No, when they when it, it never works the other way. Arsenal will sell players to Chelsea and they'll just rock it. You know, Fabregas, Ashley Cole, Ashley Cole. even Giroud. Giroud was good for us. We loved him. Um, Fabregas was. I mean, Ashley Cole was brilliant. I mean, Ashley Cole was the only defender that had Ronaldo. Had seen had Ronaldo at Man United. Well, Ashley Cole always tells this story about how some financial deal had been agreed with Arsenal to stay yeah and Arsenal allegedly reneged on it and he said he cried there was a biography where he said he cried he just pulled the car over and it was definitely because obviously we started calling him Cashley yeah, Cole yeah. but that was through heartache because losing one of our well, exactly and I totally got it I mean I do remember taking actually an old Fred Patrick to the old, somehow got tickets hard to get away at the Chelsea area at the Emirates but I did get there the season after we'd won the Champions League and at even, a bit like Harry Maguire we had our sort of ch- gushing Chelsea supporters we just won the Champions League and they had this song to the sound of to the tune of we all live in a yellow submarine Ashley Cole's won the, the European Cup and, it, and they sang it, it says it and then I started feeling sorry for the Arsenal around us because they were sort of wincing because we also then won the game of course and I actually felt a bit sorry for them because I thought sort of rubbing too much salt into a wound because he, he he was great for us so that you're right and it wasn't I'm sure it was money I'm sure it was money it's always money but I'm always surprised that am I making up am I making up the stat that he has won more individual FA Cup Ooh. winners medals than any it other definitely player. was the case because he won loads with Arsenal and then we did win a load with, with us I don't think we won one since he left but even Thierry Henry once picked out him as the key player in the Arsenal team because he had the ability to beat a man and completely change the look of the pitch and then over what I would assume if true allegedly all these caveats if um, if it really came down to probably a small amount of money promised and not given yeah it's a massive howler, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it was absolutely because he yeah, was brilliant, brilliant. Not, not just for Chelsea, but for England. As well. Not as big a howler, not 
as big a howler, of course, of ever buying a Chelsea player, which just going back to where we started never works for us. You've never thought. I mean, I think Havertz could be. I thought William could be. Jorginho's great, but he's you know he's. He's not. He's not really. You know, he's a solid player. You get good value out of him, but he's not going really to set the world alight. He's those days gone. But yeah, we do do better the other way around. Do do, I mean, Fabregas is amazing. For us. I think that understatement alone that you do do better is reason enough to make this week's podcast a roaring success. <laughs> Right, are we gonna, we're going to have to call this, are we? We are. Harry hasn't shown. We hope Harry he'll be back with us. Harry another... Four weeks in, Harry's gone from an hour late the first game episode to no show at all. I mean, what, I mean he actually did quite well as well. He had a good... It's not clear. He can't be sulky. He had a good fancy. He had a good week, but maybe he is busy at home studying the stats for this weekend. So, look, let's finish with one last thing. We know... Captain Harland error is going to be. I'm going to switch that. Who, if I transfer, if I buy one player, having admired my squad, who should I buy? I am tempted to use the cheat code of anybody playing Luton. In which case, maybe Jimenez, who is now at Fulham. Jimenez at Fulham. No, I feel, I feel I'm light on Brighton. Who are they playing? They're away at Man United. I know, sorry. So they could probably... I mean, they're good enough to beat United. They're yeah, a very poor United side. Brighton... No, that's good. That's good tip. Someone who scores goals at Fulham. Which okay. would take you to Jimenez, who hasn't quite hit the ground running, oddly, since another Chelsea player in David Luiz injured him while playing for Arsenal with that horrific head collision which I, I was actually at that game David Luiz we forgot about him as well alright ok good so that's it see you next week we'll have, we'll have words with Harry I mean, unless we suspend him if he top scores this week all is forgiven don't well, definitely not I think I would have a top score Steve good to see you always a pleasure next time